What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? This is a special episode of Behind the Bum. I wanted to bring on my friend Connor from Cosmic Love to laugh about our experiences with Prime Video, dating on television, and kind of where we are now. So from the glamorous Holiday Inn in Idaho, welcome, <laughs> Connor. Uh, thanks for having me, Jeff. I'm, I'm super happy that we finally get to do this. And uh, I've always felt like, even though we haven't known each other that long, that we've just had a great energy. And I'm excited to see what this podcast has in store for us. Nothing good. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> <It really> is. <laughs> You want to know what's funny, guys? So I met Connor at a, I guess you could call it premiere party. And it was to announce our shows that were coming out on Prime Video. We were on a rooftop with Heidi Klum. And I just was like, I'm going (laughs) to make a move. I saw Heidi Klum. I said, I'm going for it. I went up to her. I, I just started talking about like weird shit and got a picture or whatever. And then Connor swoops in and goes, can you take my picture? And I was like, I saw my chance, man. I knew you from uh, the one that got away and I recognized your face. So I was like, that's Jeff. I'm going to go introduce myself to Jeff, who's standing right next to Heidi Klum. And then sort of side sweep into Heidi Klum and be like, oh, Heidi, you're also a Jeff. <laughs> and it worked like a charm. And then I got you to take our picture. And it was super weird because she didn't know who the fuck I was. But I that, didn't know who the fuck you were. <laughs> that but I pretended like you knew who I was. It worked out perfectly. But then after that wonderful interaction, I was like, oh, this is the guy from the other show that's about to come out. Yeah. Yeah. That's ours. And that was the, the interesting thing is yours actually premiered like right after that. So it was, it was interesting getting to meet you and then binge watching your show for like in like one weekend and then being like, oh, that's Jeff. And then meeting you again and kind of getting the down low on like what actually happened it was like okay so that wasn't you because you weren't acting like that when i met you sort of deal mm-hmm. it, was, it was a good time so what was your thoughts on my show let's let's start there what how did you feel about the one that got away i i loved the the whole topic of it seemed insane at first like i can't imagine people going into into my past and in, in finding people that like even even one hour conversation that they had where it's just like oh they had a spark in an hour long conversation and then bringing them on the show it would be like i'd be like what the fuck who approved this shit like <laughs> and like i heard you on a podcast or somebody maybe it was elon explained that people had to go and delve and then get family members approval and like best friends approval on like who was sent on the show and that just in itself was mind-blowing but um i think your show and a lot like mine made it seem like it was all a party and in reality like especially being one of the leads on the show it was it was a lot more work than it was like having fun and fucking off so like we zero party we did not party nope (laughs) it was like a mental um (laughs) therapy session every day yeah i'm in uh love dr rachel she got me through it and i'm sure she helped everybody else through it but it was uh i had one of my friends uh reference it saying like for for the leads it was uh summer school and for everyone else it was kind of like summer camp 
they literally were all like, I was like, everyone's just going to hook up with each other. And I'm just still getting counseled by the therapist. <laughs> Dude, that's, I feel like that's kind of how it always goes. And, and for some reason, nobody understands that watching from your couch, but like, even I find myself watching other shows like that. And, um, being like, why is everyone so upset that like somebody got sent home or like, why are they feeling this way? There's like this, this doesn't make any sense. And then you like think back and like, oh shit, like I actually did this rewind, think about it. Be like, I was actually super close to that person, but they never showed it. And there was no conversation. So it's like, why would they even care about each other? But in reality, it kind of comes out and it's like, oh shit, they were super close. Didn't show it on TV. So like, cause that storyline didn't fit. So now it's like, your relationship never existed. Yeah, doesn't exist at all. I thought the best part was, is do you know people came on, not me in particular, but people came on to date other people and they got edited out completely? Seriously? Yeah. Like they're gone. Like some of Nigel's people never were shown on the show. And <laughs> also one of Alyssa's was never seen on the show. Holy shit. Crazy. No, I- uh, one of the the one that Alyssa sent home immediately was like so cringe and also hilarious at the same time. But I, I needed I needed a shower and a toothbrush in order to just handle that conversation. Oh my god, that was I was just watching that and I was like, I cannot believe she just literally like because a lot of people you have like the especially if you're like you want to people please, but somebody walks through you're not just gonna be like get the fuck back where you came from like i'm not dealing with this anymore and maybe she was just like had had enough because like whatever happened there she went she went through it at first it was not uh not a fan of her quote unquote like uh the portal's choices there her but, own past you mean yeah <laughs> it's like the red flags but why would i didn't get the whole the whole Insta or social media admirer. I didn't like that. Cause that could have been like, they found some, yeah, it was just that, that one seemed kind of reaching. Yeah. Well, apparently a creep in the DMS can get you on TV. Who knew? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of low. I wouldn't take most people, oh. but I want to ask you about your show though. All right. Let's hear it. Hit me, hit me with the hard questions. Okay. So you, your personality you just like are you're similar to me like you like to be the fun guy but also like you can be the personality but at the same time like we're not like i'm gonna be on the walk of fame you know no not at all i i think especially with and uh fun fact about astrology is you know you're a libra and i have a libra rising but like in that sense I kind of just read the room and and fill the space that needs to be filled in that sense. So like, if there's no party guy, there's nobody that's like getting the attention. I'll fill that role. If that's what's needed. If if somebody needs to be that and like, they want to take that attention, go for it. I can play the supporting cast member or like just the guy in the background or like, like the, the guy who looks mysterious, like leaning against a wall role. That's what's necessary. I'll just play whatever role is necessary, but, um, I think I have a good enough sense to like have a good time with anybody and, and no matter what's going on, like I'm, I'm not going to try and have a shitty attitude at the party, I guess. Yeah. You're like a good, like shapeshifter. Yeah. Like, which is, I convince you to like, we're going to have like a fucked up night, which we have, <laughs> we literally go shot for shot. 
die and then keep going until an hour that like we should not have seen you know right. no then that's but that's usually like it's nothing good happens after 2 a.m but it's also like the the best memories come from and stories come from shit that happens after 2 a.m so i had a great time no it was great and that was like what i think solidified you with the uh the cosmic family there was like you got you getting to hang out with uh the twins and the, and the other elements while we're all kind of I don't just kind of have having a good time. And there's, that's the thing is that the no cameras around and like being able to unwind and completely be yourself is come totally different than like the personality that I feel like you saw and what I saw. And that was, what was great is like that guy seemed pretty cool on TV, but then you get to actually hang out with somebody who's like completely relaxing themselves. And you're like, this guy's fucking awesome. Like I want to hang out with this person more. And that's what I feel like everybody is so far. Well, you want to know I found funny. Obviously, people are going to watch a show and they're going to gain a perception of you. Right. That's any TV show. And I feel like I gained a perception of you prior to watching your show and then watched it. And then I watched your show and I was like, you come off so reserved and like nervous. But to me, I feel like you don't you're not as calculated as they make you seem. Not at all. I was every, every time the camera was rolling in that, in that show, it was, I felt like I was in an interview and it was like, just like even kind of not necessarily right now, but even now I'm kind of like trying to pre-think about what I want to say without sounding like idiot. Whereas in real life, it's like, this isn't being recorded. I can just be an idiot and be myself and like funny and, and sometimes occasionally charming, but like when it's all being recorded, I'm like, don't sound stupid. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass your family. Like <laughs> that's what was in the back of my mind the whole time. I was like, I'm going to get my mother fired. <laughs> like yeah. my mom is going to lose her teaching job and it's going to be my fault. And she's going to fucking hate me. No, it's, and that's the exact, like the, my parents were so, uh, so concerned and nervous about the appearance on the show. and, and they're like, are you sure you want to do this? And after some point in signing certain contracts, I was like, well, I'm, I'm legally obligated to at this point, but it, it seemed like a good idea at the time. And then I kind of got down to like the nitty gritty of it and was like, I, I don't know if this is for me. I don't think this is for me. Like, I feel like I'm the kind of person who could like totally fuck up and say something horrible, like in a joking way. And then it's just like, that's that guy. It's like the classic, uh, you build 10,000 boats. They don't call you a boat builder. You bid, you build 5,000 bridges. You're not a bridge builder. You fuck one goat and you're a goat fucker the rest of your life. You know, it's like, yeah, I was waiting for that moment. And so that's why they're like, this guy seems like he's like constipated and having a horrible time the whole time. Cause he's just super reserved and quiet, not saying anything. And then it was like, that I just didn't want to say anything fucking stupid. <laughs> but you didn't. So, I mean, I got through it and I was just like watching and I was like, okay, well, I just felt like it didn't show your personality is the way I should say it. No, it, it didn't at all. It made me seem really boring and reserved and not to say that side isn't part of me, but um. I think we all have super chill sides though. You know what I mean? Like there's a time to turn it on and there's a time you just want to fucking not talk and just be like, can everyone leave me alone for fucking two seconds? You know? No, I I definitely got the, uh, uh, I 
definitely feel like it, it downplayed everything. And I feel like I'm a pretty like uh, boisterous, somewhat obnoxious person in real life. Like it's uh, it's uh, an acquired taste of a personality that I have and you don't see that. And, and that's okay. But it's also like, they got some of the good things. Like I'm, I'm really glad it, it came across that like, I was respectful and, and uh, careful with those decisions. Cause a lot of the things that they were asking us to do on the show weren't taken lightly. And some people I feel like are more inclined to jump into that and be like, yeah, fuck it out. I'll, I'll get engaged or I'll get married or whatever happens. And I was like, that's fucking serious. Like you haven't even met my family or my friends or my dogs. Like you're not, how am I going to, I'm not tying this off without all that happening, but other people were like, ah, fuck it. We'll figure it out later. And that's, that's not me, but I am, I am down to like get to know people and, and have fun. But that, I feel like that's, I didn't really come across either on the show. Well, I thought that was crazy because you guys were from the beginning gearing up for an engagement and a marriage mine was not pegged as that and I went on and I said I'm not proposing I'm not getting married I was like I am the most stubborn person you'll ever meet so I was like you can tell me oh we're not gonna do that and then when the time comes you're gonna be upset when you're like Jeff I think you should and I'm gonna tell you no and I'm gonna remind you of this conversation luckily, they never did but your show did yeah so that's where like you, I was the problem guinea pig. Like everybody else would kind of be like going with the fan. Uh, yeah. And, and it wasn't like they weren't really a hundred percent about it, but they were definitely more agreeable in the sense that they were like, okay, we can, we can see this happening or we can make this work. Whereas then I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. And then, um, which is why I guess, I, I don't know if, whatever I'm, I'm just gonna say like in the, how far did you make it did you finish the whole thing i finished you baby i okay. like i gotta know <laughs> so you saw how like i um i was later on than the other uh spoilers than the other proposals correct three of the four made it through correct and so what really happened was I was freaking out and I was like, I, this is, I, I'm not doing this. Like, I can't do this. It's just like an impossible ask. And you're asking me like, I do, I, I do and don't move slowly in relationships is in the fact that like, I, I do move slowly for those big, like, I'm not going to propose in four weeks or four months, like, unless it's a, I don't know, I've got cancer or something going, something serious. Um, or maybe Heidi Klum really wanted it. Right. And even, even then, like, I don't know, Heidi Klum, I got to figure out Heidi Klum and if we're going to make it work. But I was like, not, uh, I, I would say I was pretty distraught at the fact that like, I had to send somebody home that had definitely helped me throughout the whole process and kind of been like, I don't want to call her a therapist, but like, had been consoling for me and, and super helpful and, and helped me get through all the anxiety and the, uh, the kind of panic attacks that I was having throughout that experience which also aren't shown on camera because it's like that's not a good time nobody wants to watch people have panic attacks but how many how many days did you cry every day almost and that was like uh that's the other thing is I was ex I was expecting the final cut to be like just a, a montage of me crying every like every couple of minutes like every scene just going to be like this is so hard and I can't <laughs> 
was like, dude, I was, I was fucked up. Like I was crying over sending people home. I was crying over like deeper conversations or like, and, and like almost anything could happen. And I was crying. And then it was like one of my, they show him at the last scene, like my best buddy shows up um, and they flew him in. And, and I got to see him and I was like, Hey, how, how long have you known me? And he goes, I've known you 17 years. And I said, how many times have you seen me cry? He goes, I've, I've never seen you cry once in 17 years. And then there are a few people from the cast there. And I was like, how many times have you guys seen me cry? And they're like about like 45 minutes ago or like maybe yesterday. <laughs> and then, dude, it was like, I was talking to one of the producers and I was like, I'm, I'm having a really hard time. He's like, you look great. And I was like, well, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? And, and he's like, well, you're, you're supposed to be this like tough, rugged firefighter and like, and you're crying every day. And I was like, well, that's great that like, I'm breaking down those stereotypical walls of like, can't cry or have feelings, but like, this is, this is not good. Like I'm, you normally don't cry in the woods. No, no, there's not much to cry about in the woods where you're usually so exhausted that like, you just go to sleep. You're and surrounded by fire all day. Um, sometimes. So we have different sort of, there's different shifts. Same with like everybody else's job where some are harder than others, but like we'll use different tactics. So sometimes we'll go direct and that means we'll be like the fire's coming at us and we'll get in front of it and we'll either dig line around it or like send fire towards it. But other times we'll, it's called big box. We'll get out like a mile or a half mile. For reference, everybody, Connor is a outdoor firefighter who only works six months out of the year fighting wild forest fires. And he travels state to state and he never knows where he's going to be. And he either prevents a fire or fights a fire um, while it's actively coming or going. Uh, yeah. So wildland firefighting. But just a quick little thing about it is like we'll get about a using different roads or trails or whatever we have at our disposal we'll, we'll get like a half mile or a mile out in front of it and then burn off towards it it was just called big box but sometimes we're going direct like with it right in our faces and other times we're going indirect and like cutting line and and uh prepping it for the future fire that's supposed to come at us so so guys the most interesting thing about connor is he is a very much so like macho lumberjack man who just lives in the woods with other men for six months. And women. There's some girls on there. There are some little badass chicks on the, on the cruise as well. Wow. Well, his social interactions are slim to none. So to watch <laughs> this man on television, go on dates, which he normally does not get to do. I found comical. Well, dude, that's the other thing is they, like, they made it seem like I'd never talked to a woman before in my life. Like, I think they painted that picture where it's like, this guy's never spoken to a female in his entire life. <laughs> I mean, it's like, like, I've been dates, like, I've, I've had girlfriends, I've dated people, like, I, I know how to interact with women it, to the best of my ability. I mean, I most guys are at a disadvantage to begin with, but. I'm I'm not that horrible, but it was I I was watching that and just laughing at myself because the way they like the facial expressions and the way that they cut the conversation it was like they made me look like a fucking dumb fuck. Like you did look kind of dumb, but I know yeah. you, so I'm I'm here to defend you that 
can you be an airhead sometimes oh for sure but are you like fun and like not an airhead yes that's what that's what i think was missing is a lot of the the fun scenes and you can tell all my funny lines are when I'm drunk. So you can tell when like the real me is coming out and like I'm starting to notice the cameras last is when like a little bit more alcohol has been applied. And that's when like the best scenes happen is because I'm forgetting that the camera's there, the interview version of me is off. And it's like, that's when like you see some like genuine, genuine interactions between people is like, oh, that's, that's him. And my friends have commented and been like, we always knew when you were drunk. Cause like, that's when we saw like, little snippets of the real version of me yeah well let me ask because your show's premise was about astrology so prior to this like how much did you actually like care about astrology um i wouldn't say i cared a ton and i didn't like base my life on it i didn't wake up and check it like the weather but about a year or six months before the show happened i actually got kind of more into it because there was one of my buddy's girlfriends was showing us an app which is i'm sure everyone knows co-star but um she was like it's way more than just your sun sign and i was like well that's that's cool because i don't necessarily identify completely with the gemini sun sign where it's like i definitely get some of those those vibes from it but then we started diving into like your moon and your rising and which planets were ruled by which houses and all that other stuff, which I'm learning a ton more thanks to the Astro Twins, like you met Ophi and Tali, and they've been kind of tutoring me and all this because it's like, shit, shit starts to make sense, man. And and I didn't really give it too much of a thought after even learning the big three, which are your sun, moon, and rising. But then after talking to them and when they were in our ear, like in the earpiece we would wear for the Astro Chamber, man, it was like, Oh, they also cut out a bunch of the stuff they would tell us because it was super in-depth in there. And we're listening to them and they're kind of saying like shit that nobody should know. Like your your inner thoughts, your inner like not necessarily demons, but like the shit that you just talk to yourself about. And you you're out your your inside thoughts are just in your head and they're saying them out loud. And like you feel like this and you're com- you have like whatever commitment issues in this area and like and you're, you're like, really- bitch, we're filming. Can you just yeah. like wait a minute? Yeah calling me out left and right while we're just, I'm just standing there and it's just like okay there might be a little bit more to this and then I met them and they went more in depth into my chart and I'm sure you might have something to speak about this but it was insane like they're just telling you things about um certain areas of your life where you didn't realize especially people who didn't understand or know you like they had never met me they didn't know anything except the time I was born where I was born. And then they saw my 15 minute audition tape and that was all they knew from me. And they told me all these things about myself. And I was like, I think, I think something I, I know Ophi now. Right. So Ophi was on my podcast on Monday and she did a whole chart with me as well. And the shit she was pulling, I swear that woman has some like psychic abilities or something, because like the thing she was pulling, I'm like, I see the chart vision and I I hear what you're telling me, but I was like, some of these things, like, I'm not going to use the term dig because I love her, but I like hear it. And I'm like, she knows something and she's purposely not telling me the deeper story because she's trying to be nice right now about it. There's definitely, I feel like that definitely happens sometimes where it's like, 
they don't want to tell you your own fortune because it's there's some negatives in it that you don't want to hear. You're gonna do great at the end. There's a lot of shit in the middle that's really. <laughs> but we're not gonna tell you that because you're gonna be great at the end. That was literally and, what our whole conversation was. I was like, oh, okay. Well, this is very cryptic. I yeah. hear you. I'm nervous now, but thank you for this yeah. wonderful. She told me I used to be a pickpocketer in another life. Oh well, that's. <laughs> I mean, I got I got farmer. So like, take take your pick. <laughs> I, I will stick to my Aladdin lifestyle. Yeah, it's one of those like, hey, you're going to end up on the mountaintop and and you're asking like, well, how do I get there? Is it like a really steep, shitty climb or do I get flown up by a helicopter or like, what's it going to be? And she's like, well, you'll just have to wait and see. And then when somebody says that, it's usually the steep, shitty climb where you're, you're going to. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. So one of the things I always get asked, I want to see if you get asked this, is people want to know if when you go on TV, how many of those relationships feel forced? Um, that was, I'm going to say all of them at first. I was like, I was resisting pretty hard because it, it's like, uh, you get on there and it's, and that was the other thing. It's like, I was kind of jealous about your show was that they brought people from your past. So you kind of had like, a little bit of history or at least knew them and it wasn't like a complete stranger or like you had enough rapport with them to uh, say or do things or be a certain way around them whereas in, for us it was like 20 or 19 strangers in yourself and so I got to meet. I feel like it's a grass is greener though because like for me I'm like I've already met all these people like right. I would have loved the opportunity to meet new people who the universe or astrology is basically saying like, this is the correct person you are supposed to be with. And now it's your job to like unbox that and decide, okay, I can see how we're compatible or not, as opposed to me revisiting people from my past. And I'm like, have you changed though? And that's like what I'm questioning with people. Yeah. That, so I definitely, I see where you're coming from. People would definitely have their guard up, like going back to your exes or not necessarily exes, but like people from the past, like, you know why it didn't work. So that would be challenging. Whereas in like, I, well, that's the other thing is I had to figure out why it wouldn't work or why it would work. Um, but no, especially since we went in initially and they wouldn't tell us anything. They wouldn't let us share our star signs or star signs. They wouldn't let us share our sun signs, like figure out who we would be matched initially so it was like a guessing game at first so we go in there and it's like we have eight women and eight dudes and they're each met four and four matched but they wouldn't tell us who so like at the beginning and i don't even know if this was a span of days or it got into weeks where we didn't know and so i could have been talking to people who were matched with noel and noel was talking to people who were matched with me and we were trying to take people on dates and figure it out and that was the other confusing thing is we didn't have that many dates and so a lot of the times we like wasted dates and not to say wasted because like they're all good people but like we went on dates with other people who weren't matched with us so it's like i'm getting to know this person who's not astrologically oh, yeah. matched and then you find out later you're like well fuck i could have taken so and so on a date instead and, and gotten to know them a little bit better and that might have changed my mind in the end but it, in the end it didn't matter it was it was interesting having your first date with somebody be filmed. And I think after you watched me, I was, I thought it was hilarious that I like 
you watch me drop the dragon fruit on the ground and then pick it up and eat it. So like naturally, I, <laughs> yeah, like that was like, I was like, I can't believe they fucking showed that just me being a fucking Neanderthal on television. <laughs> and then you got Yana there who's like, had never met me. She's just looking at me and I was like, oh, it's still good. Five second roll. There's, it was on like some fucking pavement stone so i was like ah there's not much sand on it it'll just be like a crunchy piece of dragon fruit no big deal and that's when you knew it was meant to be no i mean there was dude they didn't even show part of that date we had a sound bath that didn't get shown so we went and did the sound bath and then we did went and did the scream release so we start off i've never met this girl i've had one conversation with her um and then they said it said us in this yurt with a like a spiritual not a spiritual guide but like a sound bath healer guide and she's running us through these these different noises and it's like lay kind of like a the yin and the yang sign so we're like laying looking at each other like in like a weird like cross-legged position okay and it's like staring at each other's eyes and it's like i met this girl yesterday i talked to her for five minutes and now it's like i'm going to be playing the sound healing bowls around your heads while you're like looking at each other's eyes and it's I just started, like, I couldn't keep it together because it was like, this is ridiculous. Like, she's just looking at me. I'm looking at her and I was like, I don't know this girl. Why are we doing this? And then they take us right after that and we go scream. And it's like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, I was. Well, it must have worked. It made you bond. I mean, it did. And I've I've said this from the beginning. It's the trauma bond for me. Like, people don't under, understand, like, or or overestimate the fact that everyone going through a traumatic experience for them. Like they bond super hard and I'm not trying to discredit reality TV, but I am trying to discredit reality TV in a sense that like, there's a whole documentary called unreal and they go through the tactics in which reality television, like makes people come together. Cause looking from an outsider's perspective, had you watched shows like this before, like any kind of reality, right you're sitting there thinking how the fuck is anyone going to fall in love with anybody in four weeks or how the fuck is anybody going to be interested in anybody in four weeks when they don't know each other or like, especially the marriage shows where like, how are you going to expect somebody to make that kind of commitment in like four to six weeks or four to eight weeks? And like, you're sitting on your couch wondering how that's possible. And I can tell you how, cause it's like fucking trauma bonding, man. Like, this person, it felt like this person was saving my life at the time. And so you're like, I owe you everything. Like you are, you're the person for me. Like you saved my life and my time of need. Meanwhile, like I'm getting fed at random hours, but like, I still had a bed. I still had electricity. I still had most of the things that people would want in life, but it felt like you're in some sort of fucking exotic prison. I loved the challenge though, because I think like, just like going through the motions of life, that is something that like, that's an experience people would kill for. And I would say like 0.01% of the world will ever experience that. And like, even me and you, like, I don't know if you've ever not picked up one of my phone calls. Like, I think I call you, you call me. We just are like, we just will always have this weird connection. And we didn't even do a show together. No, dude, I, I remember I was in the middle of something. I was like, hold on, it's Jeff. And then the group I was, was like, who the fuck's Jeff? And I was like, it's it's just Jeff. Like, you would have <laughs> Jeff. And then, like, I have to try and explain who, who you are. But, no, it's 
going through that and that's why it was it was kind of like an instant connection with all the leads and and all the kind of um even uh even meeting vince as well like i I, vince and i had a conversation while he was getting his hair cut before that and we had like 15 minutes and i was like so how'd it go for you man and he was like oh brother like let me tell you and it was just like sweet like you know where i'm at i know where you're at i get it we get it and i was like we're buddies and same shit for you. I was like, so you went through this thing and you're like, yep, just kind of like a silent nod of like, I understand. I get where you're coming from. And it was like, okay, yes, we're on the same page. Everybody went through this thing. And it's like, it's wild, man. Like I, like you said though, I think Elon, everyone's best friend. And I had a great conversation when I was pretty emotional um, talking about it. And he asked me like, would you do it again? And I was like, probably. And then he went on to say like, you get to be yourself every single day of your life. Like you got to spend two months, not necessarily being somebody that you're not, but being a different version of yourself and like challenging yourself in different ways and like overcoming certain things. And and I fucking avoid conflict, dude. And I avoid talking about my emotions and, and a lot of the relationships. Cause it's just like, heavy and it weighs weighs you down but in in that sense or on the show i was constantly being forced to fucking go have those conversations and confront people and it was like it was exhausting but also like like a great growing opportunity so like i would do it again i think i'm leaning i'm leaning towards doing it again in my head i i hear you because i think oftentimes none of us know especially gay guys let me tell you nobody it's like two guys who just like don't know how to speak properly because like you have no good like relationship guidance you know what I mean like I didn't grow up seeing two successful guys date each other so I'm just like trying to figure shit out on my own and let me tell you it is very difficult to like just open up and talk to people let alone do it with seven cameras in your face And also trying to like manage it in your own brain because like you're not calling your mom you're not calling your best friend you can't just like turn lifeless and look at instagram like there was no escape like you were in this world of like challenging yourself and like honestly it was wild and i would just go sit in the shower on my ass and I'd be like guys I have to go shower and I would just sit there for like 20 minutes and that would be my decompression and I'd be like everyone just needs to leave me alone and no one knew where I was and I was sitting on the shower floor that was that was the safest place you could be man no cameras in the showers were allowed what I do watching you I thought you did an incredible job of whether you wanted to or not you were having a conversation and I feel like even not knowing you that well when I watched it I was like okay this guy doesn't want to be talking right now but he's doing a great job of of having this conversation even though he doesn't want to and even though like i can tell he doesn't necessarily want to be here or want to have this conversation and you're always like polite and at least when enough where it was like okay the other person feels comfortable responding whereas in like there are times where i was just talking and filling the silence and repeating conversations to fill that like that void of just like awkwardness of staring at somebody whereas in like I watched some of the other people's dates especially on your show where they just kind of like stared at each other and it was like they even played the fucking cricket noise for like Alyssa and the I forgot what guy it was when they were on the car date and she like 
he kissed her nose or whatever. And she just like, but truthfully, some of the people they chose for both shows, and I guess this is anywhere, it felt like where the fuck did you pull this person from? Like they were not good <laughs> characters for TV. And then you even like contemplate your own situation because you're kind of like, did you really think like this is like a good fit for me? Like this is who I would normally go for. Like this is not it. Well, dude, that's the that's the other thing is going just based off of astrology it's like these pr- people are supposed to be in the stars for you but like they wouldn't necessarily be the people that you would go for um not necessarily in real life but like i would never run it like a lot of times i would never run into those people like well, i think the point is that people are always like oh like looks isn't everything and don't get me wrong looks is not everything however there <laughs> is a way yeah that you initiate a conversation right and unless you've been friends with somebody for many years or you get set up from like mutual friends like unfortunately the way the world works is you're not going to just randomly approach somebody unless you visually think they're good looking right if somebody just randomly approached me and said hey dude like i really like your shoes like what do you do for work i'd be like what who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'd be confused. If somebody approached me and said, hey, like, you have really beautiful eyes, like, you're cute. I'd be like, okay, this makes more sense. Like, you're approaching me because you find me physically attractive. Right. So I think if, like, you don't find somebody physically attractive, it's hard to just, like, initially converse with somebody random. Right. No. And that's what I think these essentially were to an extent, is they were forcing conversations that you're like, I'm trying to understand how we correlate with one another. And we did it. It, it, I, it was like pulling teeth, but I, I made it through and it was, that's one of the things that I don't know, not saying that they have a, they're onto something, but getting into those uncomfortable, deep conversations quickly, it's kind of like moving in with somebody. It's like, it's either going to, you're going to know really quickly whether you're going to make it or you're not. And it works. It works. Question mark. I, like I, I think it does. Cause you sink or swim and it just makes you talk about shit that you wouldn't talk about for like maybe three months down the line. You'd be like, well, I just fucking wasted my time. Right. I don't know. Sometimes waste your time's all right, but there's a lot of point. We're getting old. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't, that's the thing is I'm definitely getting old, but I don't feel very old. You know, like every, every day it amazes me that like people trust me to do adult things. Like I was just at the airport and uh, I was kind of surprised that like they're, they're trusting me to like be able to maneuver this and get on, which sounds makes me sound like an idiot again, but like work, work stressing me to figure this shit out by myself. Like nobody's holding my hand anymore. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm fucking 27. Like I should be able to do this. This is an easy task. I trust you to get off the plane and follow your way to the gate to grab your bag. You could definitely do it. That's ex- But sometimes in my head, I'm thinking like, man, I don't know. I don't know. Like this, this is pretty, this is pretty tough stuff. And then I'm like, you're 27, get the fuck together. Like you're not, you're not 10 anymore. You can figure it out. It's kind it's of be so great to watch you grow up, Connor. <laughs> Dude, I keep saying that. People are like, great. You have like, there's, there's great things in store for you. And I'm like, I'm almost dead. Like I'm 27. <laughs> I got like five more years, maybe. 
I won't lie. I have always said that, like, I don't know how old I'm going to live to, but I don't see myself getting as an old. Like, I don't, I can't, like, envision that part of my life. Like, I just see myself as, like, me, if that makes sense. Right. Just, just the, the most, the best version of yourself forever, which is not how it happens. But I've always been, uh, one of my friends, we watched uh, Blade Runner in high school. And that one of the quotes from Blade Runner is uh, burn bright, die young. Cause they have like the super soul or the super genetic people who are more beautiful, more athletic um, and live a, like a, a crazy lifestyle, but they die at like 35. And I was like, that's me. That's what I want. I want to live twice the lifestyle and half the time and just like end on a peak versus like get old and be shitting myself in diapers and like having people take care of me. Like, I don't want that at all. I definitely don't want to shit in a diaper or <laughs> I'm good. Nobody, nobody wants that, but I was just painting a, a horrific picture to get you on the same page. Listen, I, I've got the visuals. I even think I smell something right now. Like I got, I got it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's just good storytelling right there. Well, Connor, believe it or not, you survived your first podcast episode, so I'm so proud of you. I, I, I can't believe the things that I'm doing right now, considering a year ago I didn't know how to work Instagram, and here I am on a podcast with the famous Jeff Perla. Bitch. <laughs> and traveling. by the way, I still don't know if you know how to do Instagram, but it's fine. You're doing something. I'm working on it. <laughs> you got that blue check. That's all that matters. <laughs> followers <laughs> good all right guys well you can follow connor connor do you even know your instagram handle i think it's my last name before my first name i think it's at shannon connor if i'm not mistaken all right well i will tag his instagram in the bio of this podcast and guys you can check out cosmic love which is again now streaming all 10 episodes on prime video and you guys get tuned back in on monday for another episode of behind the bum Behind the bomb. I love you. It's <laughs> always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Bye, it. Bye, guys. See you later.